When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is Asked and Answered. Questions. With Tom Opferman and Steelers Digest editor Bob Labriola. Labs, the final cuts are due in just a few hours here. Did you get yours into Coach Tomlin? I know that you're one of the final says for a lot of these roster spots, so I want to make sure that you're ahead of it on, on time this time. I mean, well, you don't want to keep yeah, Coach waiting. Yeah, you know, he and, he and I had a little bit of a argument over you. I mean, I, I was I was saying, on the fringe. I knew I was like 54, <laughs> 53. You know, it, it was like you or Tanner Muse, you <laughs> or Tanner Muse. You know, and I think I convinced them because I saw Tanner Muse was on the cut list yesterday. I, and just a little side thing. I'm a little surprised they cut this many people in advance. Yeah, right. Was it like 15 or something? Eight and then or maybe 18, whatever. Because the tenor um, of Tomler's, or whatever Tomlin was saying, it was kind of like, we're going to ride this all the way to the deadline. And that kind of seemed like the vibe he was putting out there. Yeah, and well, I, th- I think that, you know, the moves that they made are in their mind in their mind are the obvious ones, you know, plus, um, you know, this, the, the, the schedule, you know, the, for the rest of this week and into the long weekend, you know, there's CBA collective bargaining agreement rules, union rules. Right. And so, you know, there's four mandatory four days off. So, you know, my belief is it's going to be Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday players off. And then Monday, you know, they'll start it like a regular week, you know what I mean? Because the game's the following right. Sunday. So, you know, there's going to be some kind of, you know, practice workouts going on, you know, the, in between now and Thursday. You know, it's not going to be, um, you know, padded practices like it was a training camp or anything intense like that. But, you know, I, I think that you want to not be practicing guys that you're not going to keep you know that you're not going to keep um, because the last thing you would want is one of them to get injured or dinged or something, and then you can't cut them. So then you're carrying a guy on the roster or an injury settlement with a guy or you know the, any salary cap drains that might come along with that. That's just not good business. So, um, you know, I, I, I do think that it kind of makes sense if you know, if you know who you don't want and you know you're not going to get anything for them in a trade. Because the one guy right now that is kind of interesting to me is Braden Mann, the punter who's not going to make the team because Presley Harvin the third had a much better preseason. Right Now, I think maybe you keep him because maybe you think you could get something for him in a trade, conditional something, whatever, or at least you know want to investigate that possibility. Um so, because usually you would think, okay, you know who your specialists are. You just cut the extra ones. Um, but they they kept that Braden man. So that's that's an example of one of the things that I was trying to say about maybe you you try and do something with him uh, in a trade. 
Well, once the Steelers make their final cuts later on today, the process begins to build up that practice squad. And our first question today from Larry Heminger is in that vein. He writes us from San Diego, California, and asks, how does the timing and the process work to build the practice squad? When we release our players, do we get a first chance to add them to our squad, or do all teams have an equal chance? Okay, Larry, we're taping this podcast on the morning of Tuesday, August the 29th, and it's we're about six-plus hours before the roster cuts are due. So I'm going to go through a general timeline as to the process NFL teams will be going through in the next 48 hours or so in terms of cutting their rosters and then assembling their 16-man practice squads. And everyone should remember we're still at 16-man practice squads. So, you know, instead of really cutting to 53, uh, the Steelers are cutting, quote-unquote, to um, almost 80, 79. Uh, even though 16 of those guys are going to be on the practice squad, not the active roster, there's still guys you want to, as Mike Tomlin says, you want to continue to do business with them. Okay, so anyway, here we go. Uh, Tuesday, August 29th at 4 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. And it's important to remember that all of these times at the NFL, um, you know, time uh, deadlines, time of day deadlines, it's always Eastern time, okay? So, you know, you don't get like... Hawaii, <laughs> if, you know, um, Sean McVay flies to Hawaii, he doesn't get, you know, an extra few hours, um, you know, to figure out what he wants to do. Just time traveling throughout okay. the globe just to get that extra advantage. Right. You know, if you got a flex capacitor, um, <laughs> you know, it, it's not going to work. Okay. So anyway, uh, 4 p.m. Uh, Eastern Daylight Time today this is the deadline for all teams to have their rosters at the 53-man limit. Okay. And so then you get there. Um, by doing things with two categories of players. You waive players, and those are the guys with fewer than four years of credited NFL service, or you terminate the vested veterans who are players with four years or more of credited service. Uh, just to clarify, vested veterans are not subject to waivers. They can sign with any team that's interested in them. Waived players are subject to the claiming system. Now, when it comes to the claiming system, players are awarded to teams that put in claims on them, and that, that order is based on the reverse order of how teams finished during the 2022 regular season with the worst teams given the highest priorities. You know, Think of it as the original first-round draft order before all of those draft day trades were made, You know, people jumping around in the order. And I'll give you that exact order here in just a little bit as we continue with this. Okay, Tuesday, October 29th, we're still with today, 7 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Teams then will be informed via an NFL email of all players who have been released. Then by noon on Wednesday, August 30th, is the deadline for teams to submit claims on any waived players. Okay, then by 1 p.m. on Wednesday, August 30th, teams will be informed of any players that they have been awarded under the waiver system, okay? Then if you put in a claim for a waiver, uh, a waiver claim for someone, and then you have been awarded him, then you have one hour um, to notify the league of you got to cut somebody else. So you got to notify the league of who that is. So in order to make room for the claimed player or players, depending on how many you have claimed. Okay, now here's the waiver claim order. And again, this was before all the trades. So Chicago is first. 
Now they can claim 50 guys. Okay. And they're first for all, all of those. I mean, it doesn't work like, you know, you already ordered your uh, BK broiler. And so, you know, the next person gets you know, through <laughs> no the drive through until the everybody part. gets one. Right. No, that's not the case. If you are uh, first, you're first for every claim you make. And, you know, so there we go. So it's Chicago, Houston, Arizona, Indy, Denver, the Rams, Las Vegas, Atlanta, Carolina, New Orleans, Tennessee, Cleveland, the Jets, New England, Green Bay, Washington, Pittsburgh. Okay, the Steelers picked Broderick Jones 14th, but they traded up from 17th. So in the waiver claim order, they're still 17th. So Pittsburgh would be 17th in any claim they make uh, of players on waivers. Then after starting number 18 is Detroit, Tampa Bay, Seattle. Miami, which was docked a first-round pick for their shenanigans, um, <laughs> Stephen Ross, that, you know, they're reinserted back into their normal order for waivers. Okay, Miami, then the Chargers, the Ravens, Minnesota, Jacksonville, the Giants, Dallas, Buffalo, Cincinnati, San Francisco, Philadelphia, and Kansas City. Okay, and so that's the order for every claim made on every waived player. Okay, now Wednesday, August 30th at 6 p.m., that's the deadline for the teams to submit their 16-player practice squads to the league. Okay, then the league will um, collate all those and will post each team's practice squad in an email that will send out to all the teams by 8 p.m. the same day. So by Wednesday, uh, August 30th at 8 p.m., every team in the league will know what every other team in the league's 16-man practice squad is. And in general, you know, it's a free-for-all. Uh, it's very similar to the end of the draft when teams are permitted to sign undrafted rookies. So you're going to see a lot of, you know, as I said, a lot of back and forth going on. A lot of times guys are signed to practice squads. Other people become available. Um, you know, they'll switch them out. Sometimes, you know, a, a team might not sign 16 practice squad guys right away. They'll leave a couple of spots open to fill them in later. So, you know, but these are the general deadlines, the general guidelines for what's going to happen here the next, I don't know, 36 hours or so. Mark Dixon from Edders, Pennsylvania asks, in looking at the Kevin Dotson trade, for each of the draft picks given up, we got lower picks and gave up Dotson. And so it seems like we paid the Rams to take him. Is this correct? Um, I, I don't know. Let me let me explain it the way I um, understand it, and then uh, Mark, you can decide if you know the Steelers paid the Rams to take Kevin Dotson. Okay, okay. The Steelers sent Kevin Dotson to the Rams. They got the Rams 2024 fourth round pick and their 2025 fifth round pick. Okay, in return, the Rams got Dotson, the Steelers 2024 fifth round pick, and their 2025 sixth round pick. So the way I'm looking at it, the Steelers got the highest draft pick, which was a number four in the 2024 NFL draft. The Rams got the lowest pick, which was a six-round pick in 2025. Now, you know, I agree that the Steelers did not harvest uh, some bonanza, some bounty in trading Kevin Dotson. Uh, but uh, let's face it. I mean, the guy has one year left on his rookie contract. So, you know, they're going to have to, um, you know, come to some agreement or they only got him for a year. And, you know, Kevin Dotson also qualified for that performance-based pay thing, 
And so his cap number, you know, for his last season is over $2 million. So the guy was not going to be a starter, didn't really play any other position. Um, you know, you got something for him and you got rid of his contract. Um, you know, that's, that's, that's about as good as it's going to get. I mean, let's face it, the guy's not John Hanna. Yeah, and although they didn't gain a draft pick per se, they're going to be picking from deeper pools of talent by moving up in those draft classes 2024 and 2025. So, yeah, I don't think that that's a, you know, just, hey, take this guy off our hands and we'll give you whatever it takes to get him. I think that was a pretty decent trade as far as what you could have gotten for that guy. Right. I think it's the best you could expect for a guy like him, really. Uh, I know he's had injury issues. Um, You know, he's a guy. Um, and they think that they're better there, and I don't disagree. Ed Hernan from Austintown, Ohio. In today's game, where I believe the offense gets so many advantages, why is it still legal for an offensive player to stiff arm a defensive player in the face mask? Do you ever see a time where this becomes a penalty on the offense? Uh, yeah, it actually is already a penalty on the offense, um, and it will be called when – a uh, offensive player in the in the um, in the process of stiff arming a defender, if he grabs the defensive player's face mask, you know, closes his hand around it in some way, or um, you know, there was some more uh, kind of contact than just you know pushing away. Uh, we saw that actually in the uh, preseason opener against the Buccaneers in Tampa, um, David Moore. Uh, a, a Buccaneers wide receiver was penalized for that when he grabbed James Pierce's face mask uh, on a play. So, yeah, it is already a penalty. It is called not often, um, but those are the the rules, and that's when it should be called when they actually close their hand on the face mask. Yeah. So you know, a lot of times you see that violent movement towards the head. As long as that palm's open, it really isn't ever going to be called for a penalty. Yeah, it, it's not the striking blow. It's the yes. grabbing and twisting. Uriel Verazzi from Loretto, Texas, asks, Throughout the preseason, Anthony McFarland on offense and Quan Alexander on defense both suited up wearing number 26. Is that an exemption because of the 90-man roster, or is it allowed during the regular season as well? No, I mean, that's just an allowance that's made um, during preseason because there's 90-man rosters. Um, players on the same team are allowed to wear duplicate numbers along, as long as you know, one is primarily an offensive player and the other one is primarily a defensive player. Now, you could have some overlap in the situation of special teams because so many guys, you know, running backs, linebackers, play special teams too. So, you know, that's a different category. But once you get to now 53-man roster, um, you can't have duplicate numbers. And my belief is that it's going to be Quan Alexander who's going to be the guy who has to change uh, McFarland is the more veteran player on the Steelers, and so he would get first priority um, in, in a dual number situation. And I don't know that inside linebackers, if Quan Alexander is in fact not going to be categorized as a defensive back, uh, 26 doesn't work for him in, in uh, accordance with the NFL number regulations. Matthew Johnson from Cashier, North Carolina. I like Mike Tomlin and really enjoy listening to his press conferences, especially this time of year. However, he has basically downplayed depth charts, but at the same time, before the Bills game said, we appreciate the opportunity of our twos versus their ones. 
While I agree it's, it is good to see your younger developing players against proven players, isn't calling them R2s just another way of saying what most of us refer to as a depth chart? Um, you know, I think that Mike Tomlin's opinion of depth charts has more to do with the public perception of them uh, and the inflated importance that come, comes along with the public perception of them um, than, you know, he hates the idea of it uh, on its face, you know, because within the team, there is a pecking order, you know, a de facto depth chart, if you want, uh, that you have to follow in orders for practices to operate in an organized fashion. You know, you're at training camp and you want to get groups on and off the field, you know, they'll, you know, second team dime, they yell out and everybody, you know, knows who you are. So, um, you have to have, you know, within the team, you have to have some understanding of what group you're with. And that's how they refer to it, ones, twos, threes. Um, but, you know, the, the difference is uh, in a depth chart that is released publicly, it's on a piece of paper, okay? And so, for example, Darnell Washington, I'm just picking him up, okay? You look on the depth chart that's on a piece of paper, one of the early ones too, okay? He's listed as the number four tight end. But when... Um, they call a personnel grouping out, he might be part of the twos. So, you know, there's a difference there in terms of um, what his pecking order for team drills and such is and what where his name is actually on the piece of paper that's made public uh, according to NFL rules when you have to publicize depth charts. So, you know, again, uh, maybe I'm splitting hairs here. But I would say that um, it's much more uh, having to do with the public perception of them and players having to answer questions about them, you know, and that kind of stuff than it is to, you know, um, arguing or, or referring to your twos against their ones when you're referring to, um, you know, situations that crop up in games. Terrence Van Cleve from Fishers, Indiana. Are joint practices slash scrimmages between NFL teams becoming more common than previously? It will make my day if you say that they not only are, but that they'll also eliminate the need for these atrocious preseason games. Okay, this is my opinion, um, and, I, and so I, I, I just want to preface it that way. Okay, the problem with these joint practices is, you know, they often, like, just turn into cheap shots and fights too much chippy play. You don't get a lot of work done sometimes. You know, there was one where um, Jason Kelsey, the uh, Eagles uh, decorated center, who admitted after, I forget who the joint practice was with, that he, he started a fight. He said, yeah, I did it. <laughs> you know, I lost my cool or whatever. Well, okay. And you know, I'm not ripping Jason Kelsey. I'm just saying that a, a seasoned pro like him, decorated guy, um, Could you know, be knocking you, on the door of the sometime, Hall of Fame when he's done, Labs. He's that good. Well, let's not get carried away. But anyway, good. he's pretty good. Hall of Fame centers, uh, there aren't that many in, in the Hall. So, um, But anyway, that's another that's another. Yeah, ar- but he also argument. has a podcast, so that's got to help his case. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> that's silly me. Um, but, you know, you can't have that. And if, you know, enjoy practices too. You know, like we saw at St. Vincent, 
or uh, well, relatively early in the in the training camp process, NFL officials come and work the practices. Right. Okay. They don't do joint practices usually, ninety nine percent of the time. So you don't have any official NFL officials there. So there's no, you know, players will get away with what they can get away with. And if there's no officials there, you know, there's going to be stuff going on. And you know, in preseason games, as meaningless as we might think they are, as atrocious as fans might perceive them to be, you know, there are real officials there. And in addition to the real officials, you know, this is also being watched in New York at the league headquarters. And so if there's any kind of shenanigans that get out of hand, you're going to get fined. <laughs> Those could be big numbers for, you know, dirty play. So, you know, there's there's kind of a uh, a lot of built-in, um, how do I want to say, deterrent factor involved in preseason games that is not present in joint practices. And I think, you know, unless the coaches have a really good relationship with each other and respect for each other, and their teams do not have a history of bitter games in the recent past, you know, joint practices, you only have three preseason games. So it's not like you're playing six or seven where, you know, God, can we just do something else instead of another one of these preseason games? And then here's one last factor. Um, you're never going to get rid of preseason games because of one reason, the money. <laughs> As um, always. You know, right. The games are televised, so there are that, that's part of the broadcast package. Tickets are sold. So that's that's also part of ticket revenue. That's all added up throughout the league and divided up between the owners and the players and helps determine the salary cap. So, um, you know, I think three preseason games are not too many to have to deal with as a fan or for me and you. No, I don't think so at all. In fact, I'm very thankful that they cut that down from four to three. Jim Wolf from Arlington, Tennessee, has our final question today. Sorry for asking a non-Steelers question, but I saw that Josh Jacobs and the Raiders agreed to a new contract. I thought that the time had passed for players and teams to agree to a new contract since Jacobs had been franchise tagged. Jim, I think that is a Steelers-related question in a way because the Steelers are going to see Josh Jacobs in Week 3. Well, there you go. See, thanks for bringing that around for me. bring it all around full circle like that. <laughs> okay. Um, but anyway... Um, that the rule that Jim is referring to has to do with long-term deals. Uh, the deadline is for long-term deals between franchise tag players and their team. So the Josh Jacobs deal was a one-year contract. So there is no deadline when a player can uh, sign, who is on under the franchise tag, a franchise tag player. There is no deadline for him when he can agree to a one-year contract or sign a one-year contract with his team that tagged him. So it's a it's a different situation. Well, last weekend before the Steelers' regular season kicks off, I know you're very upset about that, Labs. I know you wish that you could get things going right now if you had your way. Or <laughs> let's look at the bright side. I'll be sitting around my house watching college football all weekend. There you go. College football does kick off for real this weekend. We'll be back again next week with another edition of Asked and Answered before the Steelers take on the Niners in their season opener, not this Sunday, but the following. For Bob Labriola, I'm Tom Opperman. We'll talk to you guys next week on Asked and Answered.
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 